All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Keep the claps going, keep the claps going. It's been so long, it's been so long. Can you even hear them? Turn them up, turn the claps up. There you go, that's right, a little better. Yo, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for uh, clicking on this podcast. This is called About Last Week in the NBA. And uh, it might be a little confusing because we're going to talk about the whole off season this episode, but please just, you know, bear with us. We're going to talk about everything NBA and about mostly what happened uh, in the off season. But then introduce yourself, myself first. I am uh, Jared. I go by King Convict on social media. Uh, that's where you can find me, King Convict with two eyes. Um, and uh, so usually uh, I'll have my co-host, Matt, will be here with me. Matt, say what's up. What up, what up, what up? And uh, today we have a special guest, my man uh, Chaco. Chaco, say what up. Go Lakers. <laughs> Go Lakers. I might have to turn Chaco up. He might, he might sound a little sad right now being a Lakers fan, but I'm sure he'll, he'll be just fine. He'll be just fine, man. Let me turn these guys up. Hours. All right, so we are back. We took a big hiatus um, for the offseason for this simple reason because it's the offseason. I'm not going to pod every week, but uh, we are back. Uh, I do want to disclose basic information, though. Um, we probably won't do podcasts every single week because it is the beginning of the NBA season. Um, and not too much will be happening. You guys know how usually stuff goes in the NBA. But if something big happens, usually I will get the boys together and we will do a podcast. So if you if you don't see us week after week after week, we are not gone. We're not disappeared. We will be back. Follow us on Twitter at uh, about last week i believe there's an underscore in there as well let me make 100 percent sure of me being a professional streamer here yes about last week with the underscore at the end of it uh follow that twitter for uh, the best updates possible for this for the podcast so you know exactly um when we're going live and i do need to turn up so yeah by, by the way we are live recording this stream on twitch so um if you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are live on Twitch, so feel free to uh, follow us on Twitch as well, at King Convict with two eyes and King, so you can possibly uh, watch us live, join the chat, and uh, discuss things with us as we talk about it live. But yeah, as I, do, as I did say before, we are on now uh, multiple streaming services. I finally did all the work, uh, so we are now on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Pod, and also and also uh, SoundCloud. Just randomly, if you are a SoundCloud guy, I know there are some SoundCloud people out there. We all are now on SoundCloud as well. So anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, usually we'll be there. Also, we also have a YouTube. Clearly, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. But all that being said, let's now actually talk about the off season of the NBA. I don't think I missed anything, right? We do have a new studio. Shout out to my man Matt. Uh, he did come up with a new background, a new everything, uh, and, we, and I do plan on having more people on this on this screen as well. This is just the first rough draft. We're still kind of rough draft, but we're just gonna say F it, doing it live. That's tweaking and, to do. Yeah, we still have a lot of tweaking to do this show. Trust me, we've come a long way, and we still have a long way to go. But shout out to my man Matt for making this dope studio. And uh, yeah, man, we got basketball courts and stuff, bro. It's kind of cool, and we have a bigger screen in the back now, so you can see you can see clearly. What's going on in the background? While I'm talking, let me go ahead and start just playing these 2022 NBA highlights. And oh, let me use that because that's loud. My bad, guys. I'm sorry, man. Like I said, we're doing this live. We're doing this live. This is a live show. Okay, so biggest story. We're gonna start with the biggest stories of the offseason. The biggest story of the offseason, clearly the biggest, and it's not even close. What the biggest story of the offseason is, and I'm sure you guys already know what it is. I don't even have to say it. Where is Jay Crowder going to end up? You know what I'm saying? Like, why Why is Jay Crowder not on a team? That's the biggest story. No, I'm joking. As, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not serious talking about no Jay Crowder. But I do. I am curious why players like Jay Crowder honestly thinks that he can do what he's doing. And if you don't know right now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Jay Crowder is, oh, you know what? I meant to look up how old he was so I can really, like, lay it in. But he is not a young NBA player anymore. He's he's a veteran in the league, and honestly, he's not even that good. Like I'm just gonna say, it. he's not that good. Uh, when he was on Miami, he was 
He was he was a role player. He was he was a solid role player, but it is what it is. He was a role player. And it's and hey, Crowder it's, is 32 years old. Thank you, Matt. 32 years. Yeah, uh, Chaco, feel free to just talk it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you on the pod. Sounds you know? good. <laughs> but yeah, yo, he's 32 years old. So it's like, yeah. You 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 can see Jay Crowder's game, and you can just tell like he's on the decline. I just don't see how he can stand on any two feet and say, yo, I demand a trade to go somewhere else. I think it's just we're getting too out of the way right now with these contracts and these players having the ability to say, yo, I'm done. I'm not playing. I'm just going to sit and you're going to do what I got to say. And it's just like, my guy, you should be one. I'm not going to be the I'm going to say the most basic thing right now. You should be blessed to be in your position where you're at right now. And for you to just like pretty much throw that away. To try to try to command where you want to go. It's just it's not smart. It's not smart. You're way out of you're way too young for this. Like and you're not even you're not that good, Jay Crowder. Like I don't know what to say other than that. Like yeah, Chaco, just 25 <laughs> minutes a game, nine points and uh four rebounds. And you, think, you, and you think and you think you can tell me a billionaire where you're where you want to go? Like you just saw what happened with Kevin Durant. And that's Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the top 10 like greatest scorers in the NBA. Not even top 10. He's top 5 greatest scorers in the NBA, like easily. And he, he could just 28 points a game. Yeah, he he couldn't like, you know, force his way out. And then we'll talk about that for sure, but it's just I don't know. Jay Crowder, Chaka, you got anything to say about my boy, my man Jay Crowder? I think with Jay Crowder, he's got a recognized situation. I think with the player empowerment that's been going on recently is why he feels obligated to say so and he lost a starting role to someone who's better cam johnson at this point is a lot better than a he is younger better. faster younger can do younger. a lot more that's just all you had to say is younger because like that's really <laughs> the main point of this whole thing like bro you are too old and you're just not good enough to be demanding trades and demanding sitting out and especially, I'm just honestly, 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 another just point I want to make is the Phoenix Suns aren't a bad team. Like, he was in the Western Conference Finals. Why are you forcing your way out of this team? Is it really, like, just a bad organization? Is it something else you, like, there's something else you really want to, like, expose? And I think that should be a thing to talk about. But for him to just sit out this game and, I mean, sit out, the whole team and just demand a trade and it's just at this at this moment where the the league literally uh starts tomorrow and you're still on the team it's just it's just a bad situation for him and it's unfortunate that he chose to do that i want to i really want to know what his with his agent or his friends were saying like yo you could do this you could do this and look at him now but yeah moving on moving on what was the next on the topic next on the topic Ah, no, we're not moving on. I'm sorry. We're going to stay on the... Uh... No, yeah, we're all moving on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to move on to the Warriors. The Warriors. And talk about exactly... Um... I don't know. Which, where do you want to start, Chaco? With, with, with the Warriors, man. We're going to start with the fight. We're going to start with just the awkwardness that their team now has to deal with after the fight. I think just even like prior fight, I mean, to maybe, the fight. Before you get into it, like the fight has been talked about over and over and over again. So it's like, what is there really else to say? That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think prior to the fight even happening, the Warriors had so much going for them this offseason. I mean, sure, they lost Gary Payton, who I think is going to be a huge loss. Otto Porter, mm-hmm. they have the replacements for that. But they have the young right. core that's going to start taking a big leap this year. They got a really underrated signing in Dante DiVincenzo. Great signing. So, I mean, they had so much going for them. Mm-hmm. And then a black cloud comes. So, I mean, the fight is what it is. Draymond, you know, punched Jordan Poole. They got in an argument. He punched the crap out of them. So, I mean, they're going to have to deal with that. He got fined. He took time away. He's not going to get suspended at this point. Yeah, he's Just, not. It is what yeah. it is. So, I mean... Yeah. They got a internal issue going on. I don't agree with like the whole narrative right now going on of trade Draymond. I don't think you can. I really think they're going to have to pay him because that core needs Draymond. That offense, really? 
as much as it has Steph Curry as the whole focal point, the playmaking comes off of it for Clay and Steph to do what they do comes from Draymond. Draymond is probably their main playmaker. Steph does do a lot of razzle-dazzle to get it all. But Draymond is that focal point, can do the little runoff give and goes. He also has that drive right into the layup. He can either do a little floater or what he's known for is just doing alley-oop, Kevon Looney. Now it's going to be James Wiseman is also their dunk. Draymond's just such a focal yeah. point for that offense. That's interesting, though. You, so, honestly, you think they should pay him or they're going to pay him? Which, which, which one? They should or they're, they're going not gonna to? They're not going to max. You, he's not going to max with the Warriors. They just can't with the luxury tax. But I mm-hmm. think they need to find common terms to get him paid because they can't. If they want to maximize their window until the young core is ready, because I don't think Kaminga is going to be the person who has to take that rollover. That's not his style. And they're going to lose their defensive identity at this point. You don't think they can turn him into that style? You know what I mean? Like, he's an athletic, young guy. I feel like you can mold him, build him into, right now, whatever you really need. And the Warriors have that type of organization where they don't need him to be something he's not going to already be. So, like, if he can't be Draymond, then fine. But, like, if they can try to, I think they, they can. You know what I mean? The thing about, I think Kuminga has a lot of talents and can do certain things. But I think the thing about Draymond, the biggest thing is the leadership. And then if you need someone on the court who's going to take the brunt of it, that's what Marcus Smart tried to do. Who's going to be the face, say, put it on me. Don't worry about it. They don't have. Curry could, in theory. Curry did. did He did this this time. But I he still had Draymond there to support it. You take away that factor, I don't think, I think their window then closes until you cycle in the new players, the younger players, and then they're going to lead you for the forefront. But yeah, I don't know. I I think if you get rid of Draymond, Steph and Clay are going to be pretty upset at that point too. Okay, that's interesting, man. Because I, I mean, to say that after you hear the 140 to Jordan Poole, and then the day after you hear the 109 to Andrew Wiggins, and then you also have to factor in that Clay is going to have to get paid soon. Right? I mean, Clay's contract actually, I don't know. Is, no, he's he's up after this year. I'm, I'm I I uh no, after his extension is up. I mean, he can be extended I think next year. So, he's fine this year, but he's going to have to get extended eventually if you're the Warriors. You can't just let him go on and expire. Oh my goodness. I just saw John Morant just break Jordan Poole's ankles. But um <laughs> But yeah, so I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're listening, I'm wa- we're watching all the highlights of the 2022 uh, playoffs in the background. Sorry, but yeah. So what was I saying? I totally got sidetracked. Like <laughs> Thompson salary. Just yeah, yeah. So under. yeah, so I I honestly I don't see um, Draymond getting resigned. I'm I'm honest. Um, with with the punch, the just the organization. I just don't see them re- reconciling that. I, they're not that type to do that. I don't think they they need Draymond as as much as you say they do. I think they can filter in two bodies to do what Draymond can do. And like I honestly, I think Draymond's on the down slope. So I think we're gonna get the last good year from Draymond, and then I think it's gonna be a, a an ugly an ugly uh, rest of his career. Honestly, that's just, that's my take. I don't see him offensively. Go ahead. So what do you think is it like how do you think he downfalls basically like what areas does he fall off in what areas? Well, I mean athletically uh, he's already like not not really there. He's got the strength to always oh that's a timer just randomly going off. So he's got the strength and he'll always be the aggressor and on the on the court, you know, like the kill always in attack mode guy. Like he'll always have that which a team will pay for. Like he'll never not have a contract until he chooses to retire, I feel he's that type of mentality player that you want on your team so that's not what i'm saying it's just he's gonna fall off just being iq quick you know what i mean just the quickness of these players are just faster nowadays man like i don't know this story of jj reddick always just talking about the the fact that when trey young did like a between the legs move that's when he knew like oh it's over like they're just the, the young guys are just quicker and draymond is going to get to that point where the young boys are just going to be moving quicker than him and yeah, it's gonna be not as effective anymore. 
You're getting old. That's what you're saying. You're gonna get old. Yeah, man. That's what happens, man. Except for LeBron. LeBron's the only one that just—he doesn't care. He's gonna keep going until he chooses to get old. <laughs> hey, I mean, it was, it was Draymond's wedding that LeBron was at and all that and everything like that. You seen yeah. that story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, Dray Draymond and LeBron are best friends. <laughs> That's a meme There's going no around on Twitter right now. There. You seen that? Oh, yeah. No, nah, yeah. I mean, we could talk about that for sure. Draymond had a whole roll-up station rolling the fattest blunts bigger than your thumb, all right, at, the, at his wedding. So it's like, I love that NBA players really don't care during the offseason. That's one, right? <laughs> Clearly don't care during the offseason. And even during the season, like, come on, you really think these guys are stopping during the during, during the season because it's the right thing to do? Like, come on now. That's obvious. But, yeah, that was fun. A little side talk right there. <laughs> but, no, let's, since we're on talking about Draymond, I want to I focus on Draymond, man, and about his um, lack of transparency right now and the fact that, I don't know, man, during the playoffs, Draymond was very um, talkative. You know what I mean? talkative every the second a playoff game was done my man was in his hotel room one laptop you know microphone he had to hold up himself you know and a can a light he also had to hold up himself you know i'm i'm trying to break it down the fact that he was doing the most bootleg thing to get his content out okay like no matter what my man got benched during the finals i didn't think he would be on that podcast the next day but my man was saying i'm on this pod you guys are going to get this pod no matter what why is Draymond Green so quiet now all of a sudden? Chaco, any any answers? Is his, is his pod machine not working anymore? I feel like... I honestly don't think he should talk any more than his press release that he did, where he oh. said he apologized and did what he, exactly what he said. Went to Jordan Poole, got Jordan Poole's family involved, where he apologized to them, where he where? talked about, he's like, you gotta apologize as a man to the family. And respect, I think, honestly, respect. if I'm the team too, I'm telling him, dude, keep this internal like everything you have to do is internal from here you don't want more the video leak that's what really blew it out of proportion video, video doesn't leak this <laughs> isn't a conversation for the most part because we wouldn't know the extent of it that's a so fact. just because the video leaked they're like look we've already had enough external damage we have external drama you guys need to handle this internally don't let the outside world get involved because it shouldn't be outside world at this point so i don't I don't think he should be talking about this. I think the press release was what he should have been doing. Yeah. The team had to do their press release as well. Jordan Poole just talked the other day, and Jordan Poole's like, look, we're going to handle it, and we're here to win. Like, that's the whole thing. And the whole, that's why another thing with the Warriors, winning will cure all. If they can win, I think that's going to cure it more than anything else. If they can just be like, we're going to handle our business, what's done is done, but we're going to be professional yeah. about it. I think that's going to be the biggest thing is you got to handle it internally and now you just have to go win that's going to be your cure i respect it i respect that take i'm not gonna lie but but i'm gonna have to say but draymond is living in the we talk about everything all the time mode you know what i'm saying like he during the playoffs you feel like that's when you're supposed to keep it internally like you're saying you know what i'm saying like you got benched during the playoffs and you're, you go right to the podcast to just talk about it. You know what I mean? Where I feel like you're giving fuel to the other team, even though they still won. You know what I'm saying? It's still giving fuel to the other team that you wouldn't do if you just didn't pod. Like, it's so simple. I feel like you're just kind of a clout, too, no? What do you mean? Like, like you go Draymond? from... Yeah, like he just hops on the podcast just oh. to talk some shit, kind of. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Of course, everybody was waiting for that. I, I was waiting for that podcast the night he got benched. Like, I could not wait to press play on that podcast. So he knows what he's doing when he when he does that. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it one way where you're going to be super transparent, talk about everything that's happening all the time, even when you're really not supposed to, why? And then, and then also... To further my point is he'll go out his way to go at other journalists who aren't talking, you know, about the the um, the NBA, you know, authentically or talking about it like transparently. You know, he'll go at other media outlets for not doing it, and then for him to literally have it flipped on his head when like, all right, now it's your turn to be completely transparent about a situation. He's just completely not like I get it, but Chaco's saying. It makes completely sense. Like you should not talk about it, but 
being Draymond Green, the new media guy, the whole you got to talk transparent, be that transparent leader of the community and all that stuff is just like he is just quiet and that's just like not not good. It's not it's hypocritical. It's hypocritical. As a counter to that though, when the shit happened between him and Kevin Durant, they didn't talk about it to the media or voice it out publicly first i think they had to get to a point internally between him and kd and him are openly talking about it now they've both been on each other's podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. to talk did about Did have a podcast like, back then like honest question how, like, I, don't I, know he, how I don't know if he went on to his podcast then to do it i think he i think later on they came out but draymond went to kevin durant i believe to talk about it yeah yeah i see for that. sure so i think that's the whole thing is what has to be done first is I, I was actually expecting it. I thought, I did think that a podcast was going to happen after this, just because that's kind of how Draymond is. But yeah. I mean, I maybe think he's maybe it's smarter now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going to be like the same way, like you just mentioned about the KD thing. You're like, it's going to get to the point where they can talk about it, joke about it, and then you know, Jordan Poole will be on Draymond Green podcast one day. You know what I mean? <laughs> way down if the line. Win, not, then I can not, see it. Not this they year. Honestly, I don't think they're friends. Like the whole, you know, family fights. I don't. They're. they're I don't think they're friends. They. They just at at work doing their job at this point. Like, I think that co-workers. really. Yeah, I mean that's what they are. Like they're supposed to be teammates, but I feel like Jordan Poole and them are more coworkers. I'm really interested to see this. Their, the way they start their season to see the chemistry. Like I'm gonna be like looking at them with a the binocular. Like, on like like while they're sitting on the bench. Like yo, are they dapping each other up? Like. I know they're doing that already during the preseason, but when the season actually starts, things start losing. You never know, like, like, it, like things might flare up again. Stuff that wasn't really resolved might flare up again. You never know. I'm hoping it doesn't, but you never know. But yeah, that's it. That's my big Draymond take. Him being just a little hypocritical, but I respect Chaco's takes for real. That was good. That was a good take. That was a good take. So yeah, uh, we're gonna move on to the uh, Ime and the Celtics. Uh, Matt is a Celtics fan. Um, I don't know we we talked about it prior to the stream, but uh, I don't really want to go too much into the Ime situation personally. Um, it's still a a situation that is under investigation. I think technically, um, information is still not out yet. So there's really no reason to like speculate what really happened. It's more just I want to talk about the Celtics team and how much momentum they were going into the next season with and how much that story just completely guts all of it. And I'm under the impression that the Celtics are now not the favorites at all to make it out the East. I I honestly think Ime in this situation is a big hit to their team as a, as a core, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a core chemistry, that just ruins everything in the locker room. I can I can just I can't imagine what it feels like, or what it has felt like, uh, in the in the postseason uh, in the preseason locker rooms when you're just like, you know, Ime should be here, but you know what the situation is and he's not. So it's just it, it's got to be weird. I just, I'm curious to see how they play this season, but I don't think they're the favorites. I don't think I don't see them getting out the East. Ime was a big deal. He was that was his first year in the in the Celtics locker room last year, and they got to the finals. I'm not saying like he was their only reason, but he was a he was he was he was a reason. So, Chaka, what do you what are your takes on the Ime situation? I think just it's going to be awkward at first, you know, just because you're going to have to adapt to Joe Mazzula being the new head coach. Uh, he predates. Um, Ime at least so there is that cohesion already with That's him true. knowing yeah. the team them already knowing how he's going to be so i think from that perspective it's not going to be as impactful i think just you're going to have the questions constantly they've already had the questquestions with media oh, day etc it's just like that's the most annoying part but i think once you get to the basketball court that kind of just takes it away it's just like i can just finally be in my domain more right. so yeah and they I, have the experience that they're a good team that can finally get over the hump of the eastern conference finals so i'm, I'm gonna be really really annoyed if we're in february and i hear email questions like that's gonna be where i'm gonna like draw the line it's like it, i feel like it's gonna happen it's like yo if 
like whatever their record is, let's say they're 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 doing mediocre, and then you hear the yo, if Ime was your coach, what would your you know what I'm saying like something like that along the lines like it's gonna happen, and it's gonna just rub everybody the wrong way, and it's uh, it's just, it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. Yeah, that if they have another start to the season like they did because they turned around like January, yeah, and they, yeah, they have like the best thing. If they have a start to the season like that, they're like 500, went on a losing streak. You're gonna hear email questions. It's guaranteed. Exactly. They're gonna exactly. be like, well, "What if the is here? What would happen?" Blah blah blah. I think with this team though, Robert Williams being out to start the year is gonna be a big blow. I think that's gonna hurt them just because you're now replacing it with Blake Griffin, who that's a signing they also did because they lost Gallinari. So I think injuries mm-hmm. are already hurting them. But getting Brogdon, the experience of everyone, I think. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they finally have it really figured out, which they had been. It was just last year was a little off because they had to learn the system. But I think finally that mental aspect of getting over the hump and then also uniting for the Bill Russell death, which they're going to be doing all season long. Awesome. I think they're going to have enough momentum that this is. I don't still have that's my Eastern Conference Finals favorite, but or to make it out of the East, I don't think this is going to hurt them i still think they're a top four team in the east and i think they're going to be competitive come playoff time and if they do make it out i wouldn't be surprised mm. yeah i mean i like their team I, I i had no talks about their team like the players on the court i like all of them they made great moves Ganari was a sad thing to happen that was a really good pickup but I like their move that they made, and um, I have no—I have faith in the team. It's just the the coaching that and the and the whole chemistry thing. It's just that's a real big thing for me. I don't know. I say it a lot, but if you if you have no chemistry, if you guys aren't flowing together, and it's just like an awkward feeling all the time, it's just it's not going to make for a good. It's not. It's not just not a good playoff team. It's like playoff teams have to be like locked tight. I know we're talking about playoffs is like not even the season yet, but I'm saying like you have to be a playoff team. You can't have no distractions whatsoever. And the season haven't even started yet. And they're already number one on the list of teams with distractions. So it's going to be an interesting season for the Celtics. Matt, you got anything to say about your team, man? Anything to wrap it up with? Just uh... you know? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I haven't been watching I haven't basketball. Been watching. <laughs> Hey man, just respect, you know. I I I hope for the best for y'all, man. I hope for the best for y'all. But uh I'll probably start watching like after football's done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> respect, man. Respect. All right, man. Let's move on to the uh the Nets, man. Let's talk about the Nets and their uh eventful yet non-eventful offseason. <laughs> Cuz like it was it was eventful like, you know, but not nothing happened. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, KD did something I honestly thought was was the most wildest thing you could do, man. He just said it's either me or the coach and the GM. That's has anybody ever done that? I don't, I don't. I think that's that's NBA history right there. A a, a player ever said, "Yo, it's I've I've heard me or the coach." Like we've heard that plenty of times. You know, LeBron's done some stuff. We're not going to talk about it. Everybody's done some stuff to get their coach fired. I mean, but, LeBron is the GM basically. So yeah. But to open, but honestly, LeBron and all of them, they they did this the smart way. You know what I'm saying? KD literally, like, almost tweeted it. Like, I feel like he was, you know, me or Steve Nash is gone. Like, he was just so open with it. And that was just something I'd never seen happen. And the fact that they squared it away and are, like, family is family, we fight. And I feel like... (laughs) A bunch of these teams are having family fights and it's just like what's going on with these teams man <laughs> why are the best teams having family fights or supposedly the best teams and it's i don't know man chaka what you think the net's gonna, gonna be around this year the i think if you uh take a wide eye view of this take katie's trade request and what he says coach gm or me now go back into season Kyrie during press conferences would be like yeah, everything runs through KD and I for this team. We have a lot right. of say on the team, etc. And now you see this, it's like, okay, there's some lying going on here, and I'm not going to believe Kyrie as much as possible because man's just going crazy off of things. And I, I don't know, but just yeah. like, okay, how much say does KD actually have then at this point? And the owner proved it. Just like, look, you're a superstar, but 
this is what we have going forward. We are all agreeing upon it. And they have a really good roster. Like, that's what I don't yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have some rebounding roster. issues. They're going to have some size rebounding issues for sure. But yeah, they can no definitely put fit. points on the board. And at the end of the day, that's really what the NBA loves to do is put points on the board. But they have a key factor that can fix a lot of the rebounding, especially in the new age. Ben Simmons, the last time we saw was all-world defense. He can rebound. He can triple-double for you. Just won't shoot the ball. But when you pair him with KD, you pair him with Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, holy cow, that, that team can spread it, and so, Ben can do whatever he wants. So let's talk about it. So you think you think we're gonna the Nets are going to get Ben Simmons all-star you know, I'm going to be the guy that I was supposed to be before all this stuff went down. That's what, that's what you think the Nets are getting? I think Ben Simmons has to prove it himself, and I think he can do it and is in a position that he needs to do it. I think the biggest fact that's going to hurt them is when they start taking the ball out of his hands, unless it's with KD, except, you know, just give it to him. Right. Once you start going into the Kyrie show, how is he going to space the floor? with Ben Simmons, you know, yeah, what are you going to do yeah. on that company? But on paper, that roster is top five right there. Top five. And they five. should be good. Ooh, that's a hot take. <laughs> that's a hot take. Nets are top five. On wow. paper, roster, talent, you can't – it's hard to show me five better. I got to see. I, 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 I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it, man. You know oh, saying? that's the biggest thing. Will we see it? Because, I mean, last year, they still had a great roster and James Harden there, you know? Yeah, but and we just got to see, uh, you know, the basic questions. How many games are going to get out of Kyrie? It's, yep. It is a contract year. Um, he did also try to get moved this offseason as well. I didn't talk about that, but he was also trying to get moved. It's just, I just I just don't see this team. I, okay, okay, talent-wise, I agree. Of course, Kyrie... KD and Ben, that's that's a good three. I, any I, any GM would want that three. Like that's a good three. That's a solid three. But when you add in all of what has happened in the offseason, all every 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 one of them has issues. Like every single one of them has major issues. Yeah. So it's just how is this all going to come together? And then and then and then my favorite my favorite thing to talk about. We have Steve Nash coaching. <laughs> <laughs> why is he still there <laughs> I, I think he's really literally there out of spite like if if kd just would have just gone for literally just steve nash he would be gone but i think he just went for too much steve Na i mean kd went he bit off more than he could chew and he just and then he didn't get nothing he didn't get nothing now they, and now he's stuck with steve nash still and i honestly think steve nash is the worst coach in the nba i don't i don't know we'll have to he's see 2k <laughs> we'll talk about that that's an inside joke but but i just don't see this team being much um i just i, just, I don't it's it and, and and to say that it all depends on ben simmons that's that's the hardest part to bet on and i i, I loved his interview with jj with jj reddick i don't know if you you heard it i loved his interview his, his uh energy on the podcast i'm hoping for the best with Ben Simmons because I do like Ben Simmons and I'm hoping for the best but I don't know man I don't know that's all I gotta say is I don't know it's funny just one last point on this if you mm -hmm. had to gauge me on we talked about the Celtics we talked about the Warriors we talked about the Suns with Jay Crowder and even DeAndre Ayton who did a hit on all with this internal turmoil currently ongoing you can talk about the Lakers with their internal turmoil no one's as bad as the Nets. I don't even think they need a trade request to make it as bad as this. It's how many games are you going to get out of Kyrie? Yeah. Is Kyrie even going to be there? And that was enough to make it think that that team itself, they have the most internal problems out of anyone. Add on the trade request. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be there, but talent-wise, on paper, they should be a top five. Should but be. I'm I just don't see it. We'll see. We'll see. All right, one last thing before we take a break. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the Jazz trades, man. And the Jazz pretty much um, trying their hardest to get Victor Wimbenyama. That's all, pretty much all I can say. If you don't know who Victor Wimbenyama is, he's been living who? under a rock. I, I, I guess Matt's been living under a rock, but I'm not surprised he's a football guy. 
if you don't know, Victor Wimbenyama is, yeah, the next greatest prospect since LeBron James. It's not even close. Six, seven, no, he's seven, four. He can do anything he wants. And yeah, he's he's up for draft. And this season's gonna be uh, nasty in terms of tanking for a handful of teams. Uh, Jazz is for sure gonna be one of those teams because they traded away, which was needed to happen, honestly. It needed to happen. So they, they, they waited for the perfect draft to do this. Um, they traded their big stars. Uh, Rudy Gobert went to the Minnesota Timberwolves for way more than he should have gone for. He, actually, Rudy Gobert ruined the offseason, but that's a whole other conversation. We t- I think we talked about that, actually. Have you talked about that? No. Like, nope. No, we haven't. Yeah, because no, yeah, we haven't had any pods. Yeah, he ruined the offseason, but whatever. And then Donovan Mitchell going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I think is actually a really good, really, really, really. I can't, ooh, I can't wait to see them play. But um, but yeah. So I just want to talk about a little bit of Jazz trades. Um, not really much to talk about. Jazz is is literally just folding. They might they might actually win four games this season total. Um, them and the Spurs are actually playing for the funniest team names. Um, I would pay somebody money if they can name the top like starters for any of those teams right now. I would I'd pay you five dollars, Matt. I know Matt can't. Chaka, can you name those starters? On who the Jazz are going to start? Are they going to actually start Mike Conley? Are they going to start? Jeez, um, after that, I'm talking about the Spurs. You, I, yeah. can't, I can't name two players on the Spurs. Oh, the Spurs! <laughs> oh, they have uh, Keldon Johnson, who I actually really do I, like actually, a lot. I've heard that name. I've heard that yeah. name. The Spurs are a team, huh? They drafted <laughs> Jeremy Sokon from Baylor, who I think is a promising prospect. So oh, they're gonna give. They're gonna give. They're gonna give rookies so much like reps oh, yeah. and playtime. Like if you're a rookie on the Spurs, you you. That's where you want to be right now. Or uh, the Jazz. Uh, who else? Who else is tanking? I would say. People are saying the Thunder are in tanking position. I don't think they will because their players are kind of like over it. I feel like, but who knows? They, they might just they might just fake so injuries. Two clear cut tanks right now. What's As that? of now, there's two clear cut tanks with Jazz Spurs. Yeah. There's fringe tanks like Pacers, but they need to move yeah. Buddy Hill, yeah, Miles yeah. Turner, and then they'll be full tank. Mm-hmm. There's teams that will just be bad who could end up tanking. But that's just because they're young and learning. That's the Rockets, the Thunder, the Magic. Those are just teams yeah. who are going to be bad. Maybe it's they're sprinkling young, a little bit of Detroit. Detroit is also in that category. Sprinkling just, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're full tank because they traded for Bogdanovich from the yeah, Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going to try, but, you know, if I think something happens. Play. Oh, Austin, did you name the Hornets as well? Hornets just because of LaMelo Ball injury now. And yeah, they're definitely out of there. Out of the league. <laughs> so, don't even mention that. But yeah, little ball injury. I could see them tanking depending on how long ball will be out. And if when they bring him back, are they competitive or not? Yeah, but it's going to be a, a nasty season for a handful of teams, man. So, if those teams are on your schedule, you should win. That should be an easy dubs. So, yeah, but, the, but I really want to talk about um, Minnesota Timberwolves just a little bit, just before we get to the break. Um, I, I haven't watched any preseason games, so none, none of this is going off of what we saw. Because honestly, I don't look for preseason to, to really see how a team is going to play. They're really just throwing out and testing things. But I am optimistic that the Minnesota's t- Twin Towers is going to work. I'm optimistic on this. I think it's going to work. Um, I, I like I like the trade even though they gave up way too much but like i do like the fact that they got somebody next to cat and like i see i can't wait to see how this works um cleveland i'll just touch on right now i love cleveland's team before they even made the, the trade and now i think this definitely puts them in the top five of the east like definitely not not a playing team in my opinion they're definitely going to make a playoffs and they might even make Oh, second round or two. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But that's my that's my Minnesota Cleveland takes. Anything from you guys? Chuckle. Before we take a break. I think just real fast with Minnesota. I have a friend who is actually a Timberwolves fan, so I asked mm-hmm. him after the trade. And initially, your reaction is like, "Wow, we gave up a lot because they also traded their first round pick this year, Walker Kessler." 
but mm-hmm. when you look at it you're like we haven't been doing anything if this is what it takes to get something that was a clear need they needed a big interior presence because cat's not that not they that better <laughs> and they're going to get that and they still have depth on that team so i don't think yeah. that's too bad of an issue i, they, I feel like still if have this is this the guy cost, called you get what you need anthony get edwards right remember that guy yeah <laughs> remember that guy I think he's the I next time LeBron James. I know. They still have D'Angelo Russell, who can be in a complimentary role, and he's going to fit better with Rudy Gobert That's as a, a pick and card. roll than Carl Anthony Towns as a pick and roll. And Carl Anthony Towns can stretch the floor because he's one of the best big shooting bigs we have in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're an exciting team. I'm actually really excited. I think right? the fit is there. Right. I, I thought. Right. I'm there. not. I'm not going crazy. I thought I was just drinking. No, much, I think a lot of people are yeah. sleeping on them because you don't make that type of trade unless you see that this is exactly yeah, what yeah, yeah. we want to do. Part, that part, yeah. I know there had to be a lot of people sitting around that table before that trade went down. You don't just wake up and be like, yo, we're trading off our whole future and like we don't think we're going to get something back for this. I honestly think this is going to be kind of fun to watch and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But yeah, we'll take a little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about just a little bit of the playoff teams, biggest moves, and then uh, we're just going to talk about some random stuff at the end of the pod. But yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for hanging out. All right, and we're back. We're back. We're back. Thanks for joining us back in here. So now we're going to just talk about uh, mostly the playoff teams that made it to the playoffs in 2022, uh, their, their biggest offseason moves, and then we're going to just discuss some random topics and then we'll wrap it up so the first team we're going to talk about is uh dallas dallas uh losing their uh second best player in the offseason and honestly not picking up anything to really uh replace him uh jalen brunson of course is now a member of the new york knicks he's actually looking pretty good uh, i did peep some of the box office not box office the box scores I didn't watch the games, but I did see it. He actually looks like he's doing pretty good. But um, but yeah, they don't have Jalen Bronson no more. Uh, and Dallas still is assuming they want to make um, waves in the playoffs. I don't I don't see them happening. I don't see that happening. They did make a, a move. They did get Christian Wood, I believe is his name. Um, athletic big man. Um, good pairing with uh, Luca. I think that's a good pairing. Uh, good pick and roll top guy not top guy but pick pick and roll uh finisher but i just don't see this team making it far in the playoffs especially with all the other teams we were mentioning and mentioning earlier minnesota getting better in the west clippers are healthy denver is healthy um i just don't see denver doing much unless luca just has uh, out of body experience and he just becomes somebody we've never seen before which a lot of people are assuming he's going to be because like people are still saying Luca MVP this year which I think is ludicrous but I mean people seeing it's, it's possible um Chaco what, what, what do you think man I think with Dallas <clears throat> losing Jalen was a huge thing that definitely going to hurt them I think internally what they're looking at is we got Christian Wood because they needed help in the big spot. And then another thing is they're getting Tim Hardaway Jr. back, who was their number two up That's until facts. getting injured. And then Bronson kind of took that spot. So they are getting support in that way. And then they're going to have a full season of Spencer Dinwiddie now moving forward. Hopefully he can shore up that bench, be the sixth man that they want. So I think they thought their stuff is going to be internal by getting Tim Hardaway back, and that's why they didn't do any splashy moves, even yeah. try resigning Jalen Brunson. I think it's going to hurt them, though. I think Brunson was exactly what they needed. Christian Wood could be good. I, I think it's going to help, but they're definitely taking a step back, in my mind, because you're banking on someone coming back from injury. Yeah, that part. A 30-year-old coming back from injury. And it's just the fact that I feel like they didn't try hard enough for Brunson. I like, like I, I, we all know what happened. It was a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's the, what's the, I, think, I think it's a T word, tampering. Yes, it might've been a little bit of tampering with Jalen Brunson because the second off season yeah. was over, he was a New York Knick. <laughs> so 
you know, Dallas, I mean, who knows what's happening behind the scenes, but I feel like they just, they didn't try hard enough to get him, to keep him. And now they're just in a, in a big hole. Like, yeah, I do hear Tim Harvey coming back. He is a good player, but coming off of, uh, I think it was a leg injury. That's just not good for athletic wings to come back. Yeah, easily. he broke his foot. Yeah, so that's, you know, he's an athletic wing coming off of that injury. It's never great, but, you know, hope for the best always. I'm not playing this video in the background. My bad. But yeah, hope I hope for the best always for my man uh, Hardaway Jr. because I do like his game. But um, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to uh, put up a lot of more, a lot of production to to make up what Jalen Brunson was doing because Jalen Brunson is a solid uh, basketball player. We saw him do it in the playoffs, and that's usually the telltale sign. Is us you you've done it in the playoffs, you can do it anywhere. So you know. Hardaway's got some big shoes to fill. And honestly, um, uh, good luck. Good luck. I, I do hope Dallas has a good season because I like Luka. I like watching Luka play. But if things go bad and he doesn't have a good team, what what does Luka turn into? Like, is he, a, is he a sore loser where he's used to winning? and like, Or does he become the, I'm going to take over, do what my team needs me to do, and then he turns into MVP Luka? Who knows? Who knows? Hope for the best, though. Hope for the best. Also, hope for the best for the Knicks. I think he got the MVP uh, huh? material in him. I think he got the MVP so? like driving him. I, you know? I, I honestly, I think so too, man. Those some of those playoffs against the Clippers, yeah, he didn't really win, but he showed a lot of him. You know, like he's him in in those Clippers uh, playoff series. So we'll see. We'll see if he can he can will uh, Dallas to to the playoffs. And um, who knows if he places high enough with the team that he has, he could definitely be in some MVP talks. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, upset about that because his team, on paper, doesn't look good. It just just doesn't look good. But when you're a star like Luca, you can make anything look good. All right, uh, moving on. But yeah, I did want to say uh, the Knicks. I hope I do hope for the best for the Knicks. Honestly, the, the, I think the NBA is more fun when the Knicks are are good. So hopefully, uh, Jalen Brunson can re revitalize that organization over there. But let's move on to uh, another uh, East Coast team, the 76ers. 76ers. And then, honestly, uh, I hate, I I mean, hate to say this. mean <laughs> the 36ers. The 36ers, who actually <laughs> beat the Phoenix Suns, right? Isn't that the, another team that beat mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns? Yes. Yeah, it was like 134 topic. points or something like that. Yeah, they, they, was, they was going crazy. I saw the highlights. Mm -hmm. It was a crazy game. But no, the 76ers, the actual NBA organization, and I hate to say it, I hate to say it, me being a Miami Heat fan, they made some great off-season moves, man, that honestly doesn't make me scared. I'm not afraid. I'm a Miami Heat, Heat you know what I'm saying, Heat culture. But um, it makes me a little worried, man. I'm just a little worried, just a little worried. Um, they made... A, a okay pickup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little talk a little mess about PJ Tucker. Um, me being a Heat fan, I like PJ Tucker, but I'm gonna be honest with you, PJ Tucker in the playoffs, on he was on his way out. Uh, I'm not losing any sleep over us losing PJ Tucker. I honestly think uh, Pat Riley, Eric Spoelstra, they got the max of what you're gonna get out of PJ Tucker. I think we're going to see a different P.J. Tucker this year. He's not going to be the knockdown corner three that he was. He'll still be a rowdy defender, but he's he's kind of old, kind of washed. He's like 37, I believe, 36. He's he's old. Um, I think honestly think Miami got the best out of him, and let, let, let him go, let him go. So I'm 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 okay with that. But another sneaky pickup they got um. Oh, what was that guy's name, man? I'm drawing a blank. Chaco, who did they, who did, uh, they pick up? So their big, big additions big were DeAnthony Melton. Uh, they also got PJ Tucker, who you discussed, Daniel House Jr. as well. And then they also just signed Montrez Harrell. Montrez like Harrell, thank you. That is the name that I was drawing a blank on. That is a guy who I think is a really good back, I mean, a really good uh, backup for a guy like Joel Embiid. Whereas uh, you can you you can trust him to be on the court, and he'll still give you great great minutes, uh, energetic minutes. He'll be in the he'll be everywhere on defense. He'll get your team you know 
um, turned up. Like he's that type of energy guy where I think like that was a really, really good pickup. And yeah, he did have some legal issues in the offseason. I think he's cleared. I, I, I do believe he's cleared at this point. I'm not too sure. But I think, I think, um, I forgot his name again. Chaka, what was his name? Montrez Harold. Montrez Harold. I don't know why that name is just escaping me right now, but I am I am high on Montrez Harold. I really like his game. He's gonna that's a really good pickup for them. Uh, he's gonna bring a lot of good defense for when you know, you know Harden doesn't defend, and you know I think he's I think that's a really good team. I honestly think they have the best team in the East. I hate oh that feels weird to say. Oh my God, yes I think 76ers are the best team in the East at the moment. Um, Celtics falling apart, Nets. Come on, Miami, no moves. Giannis, of course, Toronto's great, but I think as a whole team all around on the court, Philly has it. And that's my take. What, what about you, Chaka? What you think? So I actually really like the PJ Tucker signing. I mean, oh, yeah? he can be on the decline, but... I think that man is done. <laughs> okay, but you replace their starting lineup. He's going to go to their starting lineup. He's replacing Matisse Thibel, who could not hit the corner three. Even if you're getting 30% from P.J. Tucker, yeah, you're still getting than it than better him. than Matisse Thibel. Defensively, I don't think, I don't think Matisse would good. shoot. You know what I mean? No. You're, he's not going to be as good as Matisse Thibel defensively because younger yeah, legs. Yeah, he's also yeah. on the up and coming. But I think that fits the need that they needed to help space the floor better, to help Joel Embiid operate even more. And they can still have a defensive presence with someone to compliment Embiid, someone to compliment Tyrese Maxey as well. So I think they got a great mm -hmm. signing in that regard. And then also just adding on DeAnthony Melton. They needed shooting. They needed scoring off the bench. Melton was a great starting point. Getting Montrezl Harrell is another great point where when Joel Embiid's gone, they suffered offensively they were the, and they even were defensively. Terrible. But now you can move Thibel to the bench currently, so your defense is going to have some type of identity. You're going to have scoring with Anthony Melton. You're going to have Montrez Harrell as well to help with the scoring. They're deep now. They mm -hmm. got Yeah, deep, that's the word. That's huge. the word. That's the word. Deep. And I'm with you. I actually... It's between them and the Bucks for me right now because I actually think mm -hmm. the Bucks made a very good move getting Joe Ingles, and they can let him yeah. recover, get back up to speed, and he's going to fill in whenever, let's say, Chris Middleton gets hurt again. They have a replacement now as well. So I think Bucks and them are right there just because the Bucks were a Chris Middleton injury away from potentially being Eastern Conference winners. Yeah. You can argue that. Yeah, yeah. And now Philadelphia was a piece away and James Harden looks a lot better this year. And I was saying that's that at they, the end of the podcast last year, he looks pounds. better. I think <laughs> he's more determined. So I'm excited for the Sixers. I do think they are the team to be in the East right now. Yeah. If you're a Phillies fan, I'm sure you feel really, really good right now. Um, you're seeing good quotes coming from James Harden. That's really all you can really ask for right now. Uh, you gotta really just wait to see what he does. But the quotes coming from James Harden are all lighthearted, but also, like, I'm serious this season. I'm really going to try. So hopefully we see that. We I don't think we've seen him actually try in a couple of years. I mean, it's hard to say that because, you know, Houston situation, the Nets wasn't the best situation for him. So this might actually be the first season he comes in game one, you know, had a full offseason of a good offseason, and now he's, like, here with a team that he likes, coach that he likes, city that he seems to like and yeah i think we're gonna see a, a good james harden this year a good one can't wait i hope i hope i haven't seen a good james harden in a couple years man i miss him <laughs> but yeah well since we're talking about uh the teams in the east might as well as talk about uh my heat my miami heat and they're just um not making any moves at all i don't want to talk too much about it because we are getting close to an hour i think my timer stopped completely so i really have no idea <laughs> an hour how long this power this, this pod is going but yeah so um miami making absolutely zero moves this off season um i don't really know how i feel about that because i definitely wanted kd but that was just you know a shot in the dark you know you know a dream come true type situation um 
what we have right now i'm a, i'm 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 content with you know what i'm saying uh we we were one shot away from the eastern conference finals we do have a full off season for victor over depot that's going to be fun to to see you know what's going to happen you know what i mean Tyler hero got his bag 130 million so he's going to be playing with hopefully you know a, a sense of a new spirit like oh i got my money now i, I can now I don't know. I don't. Know. I said I. I don't know. I don't like. I, I. I don't like it. The fact that we made no moves, man. I'm just hoping for the best. Uh, Taco, you got anything to say, man? I'm. I'm. I'm kind of hurt. I think the biggest thing with Miami is they're going to look internally to replace PG Tucker because I think you guys are light at the forward position at center yeah, spot. Dude, we now. didn't do any moves, man. We have no four. We have Gabe Vincent, who I think I'm taller than playing the four <laughs> like that just i'm six five I, like that is it's just like i don't see that working and he went on twitter gave vincent talking about some he feels disrespected by the heat fans but it's just like you're not a four you're not a four man you never played a four man last year why do you just think you can do it this year i it's, it's just it's not gonna work but at the same time it's the heat Exposure's the greatest coach in the world. Pat Riley's the greatest GM who's ever walked this, this world. So it's, you know what I'm saying? You never know what can happen. I, you can't count them out, but I'm, I'm not feeling too good, honestly, as a Heat fan. I'm not feeling too good. Everybody got one everybody got good. <laughs> one thing lasting on the Heat just to feel good about. I think, like you said, 17 seconds away from winning to going to the finals. That's how close you were. A miss three away from potentially going there so that's how close you are you have Oladipo for a full season now who I think can be a huge piece yeah. for that team moving forward I'm hoping for the best man his interview was really great if Duncan Robinson could have improved over the offseason to try and get back into that roster you will have the spacing you need at all times on that I'm ashamed court as well. I'm ashamed to say man I saw Duncan Robinson playing defense I'm not gonna lie I, I did see it happen yeah. <laughs> knows, um, max max Struess, promising so you have promising people tyler hero it's really just banking on you have omar you're seven the freaking yeah. seven footer yeah that they're he's, high he's, on. he's a nice guy i liked him last year a lot you just drafted nikola jovich who you know he fell in the draft don't apparently get me, don't saying. get me started with that man you know he might be uh, the Ben Simmons, like we we think Ben Simmons was with a jumper. You know what I'm saying? Like he's six ten and can move around the court. So we'll see. We'll see. He fell. He fell in the draft. So I think you guys got. I think it's an internal thing. Is what the Heat's known to do. It's they're gonna find it internally, and they're not gonna really go out for splashy people. Yeah, KD that's not really what they do. KD would anybody would have accepted that. <laughs> But I mean, I, I I never really thought KD was gonna make it to Miami. I just thought we would have made some moves, like the Donovan Mitchell thing. He was always playing with in Miami with Bam out of bio. Like they were just teasing us the whole off season, and then he goes to Cleveland. So you know, it's, I, I, it would have been weird to have him there because you know we got Ky Kyle Lowry. Um, we we paid a lot of money for Kyle Lowry, so it'd have been weird to have him and Donovan Mitchell. It just it wouldn't have worked. So like I know why Donovan Mitchell didn't happen, but it would have been nice. It would have been nice. But we'll see. We'll see. We overachieved last season, number one in the East. I didn't expect that. So you never know what could happen. Quickly, let's move over to uh, the West Coast Pelicans. I'm taking them seriously this year. I think they're actually going to be a really good playoff team. I enjoy all their pieces. Brandon Ingram, solid. I love watching um, the uh, Zion play in the preseason. Uh, I, I mean, that's the only person I watched play in the preseason. I'm not gonna lie, I did not miss a second of Zion Williamson on the on the court. But will it? Will, yeah, <laughs> that man is so big, man. And just see how he moves around the court is honestly just. And he's an alien, man. It's it's crazy to see that man move. I just honestly want to see what what would he be like on a football field. Like what He'd position? Be like Miles Garrett or something? Like he would what be like defensive is that? end. Yeah, yeah, he would be a scary defensive end, man. Like he might even like hurt somebody, like for real, for real. I think even Miles Garrett's around like six five or like six four or something like that. But he's like two ninety something. 
So Zion got a few inches, but a few less pounds. But oh my god. Yeah, yeah, nah. So <laughs> I'm, scary. I'm excited to see them play. Honestly, I'm taking them seriously. Chaka, what, what about you? They have a lot of young talent. I think the biggest thing that even Zion said at the last time he played that entire roster, except Brandon Ingram, was completely different on who they started with. I mean, they had Steven Adams, Lonzo yeah. Ball. That was a completely different roster. So it's going to be interesting to see their growing pains, I think, at the very beginning. But they have some really nice pieces. I mean, signing Larry Nance, who's just a do-it-all type of forward to have as depth behind it. They have Jose Alvarado, who is one of the must-see right now. Love that He's guy, just so man. much fun. Love him. Uh, they have Herbert Jones starting in there. Who yeah, is solid. Such a good piece as well. Solid, solid. And, I mean, CJ McCollum, let's see. He's finally love that guy, that he man. can help lead, you know? And that mustache. Love that guy. <laughs> so, no, I'm very excited. I think they yeah. got... They're looking promising. I can see him making noise and surprising people this year. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And then lastly, we're going to just swiftly talk about Denver being healthy. Um, people are even hinting towards if, if Denver does good enough, Jokic, I almost said it wrong, Jokic can be a three-time MVP in a row winner. Um, That's wild to say, honestly. Uh, a three-peat? A three P in the MVP. That's what people are saying. I don't think it's gonna happen because it's hard. It's it's super hard to go three in a row. You have to go one in the one in the West and also just average more than you averaged last season, which possible can happen because he has better teammates to increase his numbers. But it's just I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. But Denver's healthy this year. They're gonna be a serious 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 team because without. Jamal Murray without um what's the other dude's name? Porter Jr. What's his name? Porter Michael Jr. Porter Jr. Yeah, without him, even though he's still coming off an injury, you're adding in somebody like that, Jamal Murray, to a guy who is already getting you fifty wins. You know what I mean? It's just they're 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 clearly gonna be a favorite without even having to really do much research. Anything you wanna say, Chaco? They made so many good moves this offseason by uh, keeping Jeff Green. They went and signed Jeff Bruce Green. Brown from the Nets, who is such a good call mm. to have in there. Made a trade with the Wizards to get exactly what they needed in KCP to spread the floor for a 3 and D type style. Having Ish Smith as a backup ball handler, who has done well wherever he's gone. Bones Highland looks to be promising coming up. One move is the only thing that I thought they should have done that they didn't do, they didn't bring back DeMarcus Cousins because he looked good for them, spelling Jokic for about 15 minutes in the playoffs. He looked solid and exactly what they needed. And they brought in DeAndre Jordan. I don't know why they did that. That was the only thing that I'm super upset with them about. If not, this team is super promising, very scary in the West, but we'll see what they do. I still think they're there. I really wish they brought in DeMarcus Cousins, but they are loaded. Yeah, now there's just one person I would love to have a talk with, and that's DeAndre Jordan's agent. I just would love to know how. <laughs> right? Like, how? And like, what what are you doing in these meetings where we can watch him play a game, but somehow he'll still get on another team next year. I don't. I just don't see how that's happening, but you're right. They they, they got rid of DeMarcus Cousins, which was a, a bright little light, and now they replaced it with this, this guy. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's gonna be interesting. They might not need him as much as they, you know what I'm saying? You do have a bunch of uh, young legs on this team. They might just, you know, sprinkle him in there randomly, like maybe 10 minutes or so, but He's not going to be the same minutes as uh, DeMarcus Cousins for sure. I just don't see that happening. That would be not the right play at all. <laughs> That's a good point. I like that you brought that up. But yeah, so um, before we wrap it up, because we are at the end of the podcast, I did just want to mention a bunch of the players that haven't played in a while that we haven't mentioned yet that are coming back into the league. Um, of course, we talked about Ben Simmons, who hasn't played, he'll be back. Uh, Jamal Murray, we Jamal Murray, we talked about just for a second, but he's coming. He's coming back. I can't wait to see him play. But one person I'm really more excited about is John Wall. Um, he wasn't hurt 
he just didn't play as you as you may not know uh, he was on the uh, the Houston Rockets last year and they just came to an agreement where uh, we're just not gonna play you and just we want to give our, our young boys more runs and John Wall was okay with that he was still making his 40 million a year so <laughs> I don't think you know John Wall would have been you know upset but they came to an agreement now that he's on the Clippers and he actually is getting playtime and he actually looks really fun he looks really good he had 20, 20 points or so the other the other day uh, when he played and he he's doing some of his signature stop and starts he's not as quick you know what i'm saying as he was of course but um he still has it he still has it and uh it'll be interesting to watch him play with the clippers this year um and of course the glaring obvious other teammate that's coming back this year with the clippers and john wall is Kawhi leonard man um, I did watch Kawhi Leonard play in the preseason just because it's Kawhi Leonard. If you don't see him on the NBA court, you just don't see Kawhi Leonard. So I had to freaking tune in just to see him. So it was great to see Kawhi Leonard again, man. It was really good. And I'm, I can't wait to see um, those players play, honestly. Any other players I missed, Chaco? I mean, yeah, just the running Paul George full season will be really nice to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. That whole core, honestly, hopefully stay healthy. No, I think that really covers uh, players coming back. And then just a quick note about the Clippers. I mentioned this about the Nets sinking their top five talent in the NBA. <laughs> mm -hmm. Clippers are number one, and it's not even close. Clippers number one? It's right, not who's, even who's close. Your, all, right, all right, just shot in the dark, finals matchup right now. Who you got? I hate saying this. I think it's going to be Clippers. If Kawhi's healthy, they're going to go. And I hate saying that. But I can see Clippers versus Sixers. Clippers, Sixers. Matt, who you got? Finals matchup right now. Random, go. Uh, Lakers, Heat. Lakers, Heat. Oh, oh somebody clip that. Somebody clip that. <laughs> Thank you for the Laker love. I appreciate it. I got my, my finals matchup. I'm throwing it out there right now. Hmm, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. I got to really think about this one because I honestly – honestly think Denver Bucks book it I can see that book it. I can also see book that it. too I got Denver versus Milwaukee Bucks and it's going to be a great great finals it's going to be a great finals to watch so yeah that's it guys that's our episode 7 man thanks for watching thanks for watching thanks for watching yo again you can find us on uh, Apple Pod Google Pod Spotify Anywhere you usually like to listen to pods, you can find us. And um, also on Twitch, we record live. Twitch.tv slash KingConvict. King has two eyes in it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next time.